Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every yes, day. Yes, this is a crossover edition of Locked On Auburn and Locked On SEC. I'm Zach Blackerby. Chris Gordy, Locked On SEC host. Where are you broadcasting from, my friend? <laughs> I'm all over the country this time of year, Zach. I was in uh, Baton Rouge a few weeks ago for LSU-Auburn. I was in Lexington, Kentucky a little over a week ago for LSU-Kentucky. And now I am at Fenway Park watching the uh, Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. So busy time of year for me always, but uh, a lot of fun to take in. Um, I know a lot of uh, SEC fans who are either Astros fans or Braves fans based on geography you know if you're in louisiana or texas you're an astros fan if you're in georgia alabama you're a Braves fan so it's uh, it's interesting but happy to be here man i just thought you were so into the music that you just couldn't turn it off for uh <laughs> to, to record for a few minutes with me that's what i thought it was yeah we call this uh ambiance that's it that's it no i think that's awesome man i think it's awesome so as far as um as far as what auburn has looked like so far this season um i'm really impressed with everything so far especially after this arkansas win. it seems like at least around here and i'd love to hear your conference-wide take on this but it seems like the perception of this auburn football team has really um it's really shifted uh towards the positive direction about brian harson in this program it really has, and uh, you know, I was talking with a buddy of mine who does Mobile Radio this week, and he was saying, you know, based on what the schedule is, right? I mean, it, like, it, you know, do we have them at five wins at this point? And, and honestly, you know, you could argue the Penn State game they were they were so competitive in, and at least had a chance till the very end. You know, th- this could theoretically have been a six and one team right now. But look, you take the five and two. The question is, how many more wins remain for Auburn? Ole Miss is going to be tough. Texas yeah. A&M is going to be tough on the road. Mississippi State, you feel good about that one. And at South Carolina, even though it's a road game, you feel pretty good about that one. And then, of course, the Iron Bowl, we, we'll leave that one aside. But sure. of the next four, at worst, you say Auburn is 2-2, two and two, right? So, I, I mean, that's that gets you to 7-5. and five. Um, You know, is 8-4 is and four crazy? No. I mean, because then you're literally just saying just split one of the Ole Miss A&M games. So, I think it's still doable. Um, look, man, if you get to eight and four, you're 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 throwing roses at, at Brian Harson. But I think even if you go seven and five, I think that's a hell of a first year for Harson. Just you know, look, he inherited some some good talent on this roster. Bo Nix was a mixed bag. We knew Tank Bigsby in the backfield was going to be good. Joe Line, we had question marks about. We knew the secondary was going to be good. But I think uh, you give maybe an A minus ish grade so far to uh, to Harson and staff. Yeah, especially when you look at what George is doing to other teams and also Penn State's a good football team and, and you went there and competed toe-to-toe with them. Look, I, I had this conversation with a guest yesterday on Locked on Auburn, Chris, but the most likely record, in my opinion, for Auburn is probably 8-4. and four. Uh, I, I just think if you beat Ole Miss, you maybe slip up against A&M, uh, then you're, you're probably losing the Iron Bowl, but... Or, you know, maybe you lose to Ole Miss and you're able to take care of business up into the Iron Bowl. I, I think those are the two most likely scenarios with which both put Auburn at eight and four. But in that situation, if Auburn is eight and four with losses to Ole Miss and Alabama, at the end of the season, 
what Alabama's probably going to work their way back up to one, two, or three, right? Uh, just when it's all said and done, Georgia's going to be one. Penn State, I don't really see them losing another one. If they do, they're still a top 10 team. And then, you know, Ole Miss is probably a top 12, top 10 team when it's all said and done as well. So, I mean, it's eight and four, but like it's a pretty good looking eight and four. I think this is a big week as far as the Ole Miss game goes. So you, you have a you know a week off here. I think, look, LSU, we know all the, new, the news that they made this past week with Ed Ogeron and they're moving on from him. The scariest thing about LSU is they're playing with house money now. Like, Coach O and his staff, they have literally nothing to lose. And when you have a, a staff like that, like, that is scary as hell because they could throw every trick book play out of the book, like, what, you know, the retort is, what are you going to do, fire me? Like, they could right. – they become so dangerous. And so that's why I say, like, this week LSU is at Ole Miss. If they go into Oxford and win that game, two, one of two things can happen with Ole Miss. Either they're going to lick their wounds and say, we got to bounce back and we have to beat Auburn, or they're going to start a spiral where – and we already know Matt Corral's not healthy. He's banged up from last week. He's going to play. But – man like if LSU beats them are they demoralized and does this start a spiral for Ole Miss where they go well maybe we're not as good as we thought we were and maybe that's where it makes it even easier for Auburn so just a thought there on, on how this week with with Auburn being off um you know can maybe help them next week if Ole Miss loses to LSU I think so and you know I, I did a, a conversation with with Chandler Wooten um Auburn linebacker and team captain I mean he's got a finger uh, his finger on the pulse of this team but just talking with him and then Auburn tight end, John Samuel Shanker. He does a weekly segment with uh, with our ESPN radio station here in Auburn. Just talking with those guys and hearing those guys, it just seems like after that win in Fayetteville, they're acting different. They are very proud of what they've done to this point. They're feeling good going into the bye week. They seem a little bit more relaxed as they should on a bye week. It seems like they're really capitalizing on it. I, I just think this Auburn team really believes in itself. And this team really seems to get along and like each other. Um, you really get that family vibe. I don't know. I, I, I've been asked by listeners to not pick Auburn anymore because I've been wrong about like every game. So uh, I keep picking them to lose and they keep winning. So uh, I, I'm going to, out of respect to them, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. But like, I'm not, I, I think Auburn's actually going to win against Ole Miss next weekend. And then, you know, what, what happens there? But, um, I don't know, well, man. Let me, let me just really say the, the, the A&M game is no, like, I know they're playing much better now, and they beat Bama, and they beat the snot out of Mizzou, but, like, it's still a Zach Calzada, and he could, you know, mid, it could strike midnight on Cinderella at any point, and he could, you know, the, what, I forget what the Cinderella thing is, but, what, she, she goes back to her old ratty clothes and stuff. Like, that could be Zach Calzada, you know, against Auburn in a couple weeks, so... You know, uh, I don't think he's good. I don't think I don't think Calzada, Calzone. I, I just don't think he's a good quarterback. I love Calzones though. I think they taste delicious. You can do so much with them. But <laughs> it's just like A and M as a whole. I just watched them play Gordy, and even against Alabama, I'm like, how are they doing this? Like this isn't who they are. This is this is an exception of the rule of who Texas A and M is. I'm just not buying it. And I think by the time Auburn plays in College Station against the Aggies. That whole mindset of, well, we beat number one. We, you know, we were the people to take down Alabama. I think that emotional high is going to go away. It's like, I don't think that win's going to do anything for you that late in the season. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think they've got a lot of talent. I think they're a more talented roster 
than uh, than Auburn. I just don't think it's going to be. I just don't think this is their year. I don't really think they believe in what they're doing right now. And look, you know, all that aside, we, we threw the iron ball out the window, but let's just see what right. Alabama does the next couple of weeks. We know they've been susceptible to, against the run, against AM and against Florida. Auburn keeps getting better. I, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they can play ball control, get some turnovers, and they're in that iron ball till the very end. Maybe. They got to learn how to run the ball. I mean, the storyline going into LSU, I think I hopped on Locked On SEC to talk about this, was, all right, Auburn should be able to run the ball because everybody can run the ball against LSU. They weren't able to. Okay? They're going to be able to run the ball against Arkansas. Everybody can run the ball against Arkansas. Arkansas changed what they did a little bit. They went to a four-man front. They've been primarily doing a, a three-man front. They, so they switched things up a little bit, but still, Auburn wasn't able to run the ball. And that's an issue, and it's weird because Auburn's two running backs are really, really good, but they just can't get any separation. And a lot of it's play calling, too. You know, they, they kind of gone with... Um, with Bo Nix through the air, and especially since they've kind of found some guys to re- step up in the receiving end. But I think to beat Alabama, you're going to have to learn how to run the football. And it seems like that's a focus during the bye week and, and all of that. But we'll see if they can run it against Ole Miss in two weeks. But I don't know. People are going to be sweating it out, Gordy. People are going to be sweating it out. And uh, boy, do we have uh, uh, some friends that can help uh, help with folks sweating it out. Yeah, if you're going to sweat, don't let them see you sweat, right? And that's why our friends over at Sweat Block, they want to take care of you so that people don't see your sweat. If you haven't tried Sweat Block yet, you need to go check them out at uh, sweatblock.com. You talk to anybody out there. Uh, take a, a soccer player, for instance, a great success story. There was an avid soccer player, heard us talking about Sweat Block, thought it was too good to be true. He was always the wettest guy after practice and games, soaking wet. He thought he'd give Sweat Block a shot, tried it on, under his armpits the next practice. His pits were dry while everything else was wet. Um, now he's a true believer. So there you go. Locked on listeners. They are loving sweat block. You can stop excess, excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. They give you the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't help keep you dry, you get your money back. It's not just for armpits. You can use it on your chest, your back, your feet, your hands, anywhere. And I mean anywhere. You know what I'm saying, Zach? If you are someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to go check out Sweatblock. You can get them today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use our promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. You can also find them at Amazon and CVS. 20% off, sweatblock.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Gordy, what have you thought about the SEC as a whole so far this season? It's uh, It's been interesting. I mean, I, I think, you know, we kind of thought George, Georgia's who we thought they were. Um, you know, I was saying before the season, I thought Bama would trip up somewhere. And and my prediction before the season was that they would lose at A&M. And I thought they'd run the table the rest of the way. Now, the difference is I thought A&M would be undefeated at that point, And I thought Haynes King would be playing well at quarterback. It's a different story. AM sitting there right. with two losses, and they get the loss on, on, on Alabama. Um, LSU's not as good as I thought they would be. I thought this would be a year Coach O would take that next step. Obviously, he's dead man walking now. Um, but a lot of other teams, you know, have been who, who we thought they were. Vandy's who we thought they were. 
Mizzou's, Mizzou's probably a little worse than we thought they were. Eli Drinkwitz may start to have, have to start updating that resume real soon. Yeah. Um, you know, South Carolina is where we thought they were. They had a couple of early season losses, but Shane Beamer obviously just doesn't have the horses yet. Tennessee, what a nice surprise they've been. Hendon Hooker, been really good at quarterback. Tyon Evans in that backfield. I think Josh Heupel, that's a sleeping giant, man. Just looking ahead, you know, for two years from now, if, if he starts to get some some good recruits in there, I think uh, Tennessee is going to be on top, uh, back on top uh, in the East competing. Uh, Kentucky, can't say enough about Mark Stoops. The question is, is the wandering guy going to catch him eventually? Is the program going to come along and try to and try to steal him away? But um, you know, I they've got, he's still there. I cannot believe he's lasted in that position as long as he has. Well, look, he's in a great spot where Kentucky keeps upping. You know, they're willing to up his pay, his assistance pay, and he has no pressure there. Like they love what he's given them, and if he falls back and has a five loss season next year, they're going to be fine with that. Like there's going to be yeah. no pressure on him because they're like we're Kentucky. So. Um, I think they, they've been a nice surprise. Ole Miss is probably right where we had them. You know, we thought they would have one or two losses at the end of the year. The, what's going to be interesting to watch, Zach, once the season nears the end, is if, if what happens that we think is going to happen is Georgia's going to be undefeated and Alabama's going to have one loss in the SEC championship game. A couple things can happen here. Georgia beats Bama. Georgia's going to the playoff. Bama is probably going to a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Or, you know, like... It, the appeal is going to be there, but they're going to have two losses at that point. What if we have an, a one-loss Ole Miss and a one-loss Kentucky? You know, do either of those, those teams make a great pitch for a New Year's Six Bowl? If Bama beats Georgia and Georgia has their first loss, Bama's only got the one loss, both of them are in the playoff. Right. And that's easy. It opens the door for Ole Miss or Kentucky to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. But it's just something interesting to see what's going to happen. I know Kentucky fans are really hoping – to run the table, finish out, and go to New Year's Six Bowl. Like, they want that more than anything. I'm sure all Miss fans are probably the same way. Uh, Lane Kiffin's going to try to win Matt Corral the Heisman. I know he's banged up right now, but they're going to – like, he's going to go pedal to the metal and say, we're trying to we're trying to pad Matt Corral's stats and win him the Heisman and put put the mark in Oxford uh, on, that, on that note. But, yeah, outside of that, I mean, I guess, you know, like we talked about already, Auburn, I think, maybe feeling a little bit ahead of schedule in year one under Harson and – um, you know, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Arkansas just, look, man, they're good. They're just, the schedule's too bad, brutal. Like, Sam Pittman yeah. needs to go sit in his AD's office and go, dude, let's get me some nickel states, get me some citadels, get me some teams that can, you know, get me some easy W's because this is ridiculous. Yeah, that was a narrative that I saw after the game this past weekend when they lost three in a row. It's like, oh, okay, Arkansas is not as good as we thought. It's like, no, they can still be good and lose to three teams that are better than them. Like, I don't... I don't think there's there's not 20 teams in the country better than Arkansas. I don't think. Um, and especially when, when you put the gauntlet of, of what they've had to do. I mean, they've got the toughest schedule in the, in the, uh, in the country, but, you know, at a lot of different metrics, depending on what you're looking at. So I'm right there with you. I'm a big fan of what Coach Pittman's done, and I'm a big fan of, you know, watching the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, they just looks like they just kind of got tired there and beat up over the course of a few weeks. Here's something to watch, though, Zach, is – the CEO model, it, it became popular a couple years ago in college. Right. You know, Dabo's a little bit like that. I think they were, you know, they were thinking that this way at a couple different schools, but LSU was the big one where, you know, Coach O is a D-line coach, but he doesn't specialize in overseeing the defense. They said, let's put this guy, he'll be the face of our program, he'll be a premier recruiter, and he'll have two great assistants. Sam Pittman is the, is the same, follows the same model. Great recruiter, you know, good line coach but doesn't like specialize in that side of the ball so 
he's got two fantastic coordinators, Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles. They were able both those guys had some interest last offseason. They were able to keep him around. What happens if one or both those guys leaves this offseason? Who does Sam Pittman replace them with? And if he misses, like Ed Ogeron misses, things could could spiral very quickly for Sam Pittman. It sucks because much like Coach O, he's so likable. He's a nice guy. Everybody likes Coach O. Everybody likes Sam Pittman. But that thing could go south in a hurry if they lose one of Bryles or Odom or both and they miss on whoever the replacement hires are. The difference, though, is Arkansas, their expectations are a little different. Kind of like the Kentucky thing we were talking about with Stoops. I think he can go, you know, 500 for a few years in a row and still have a job up there. Oh, yeah. They're still looking at their ruins from the Chad the Chad Morris days and, and Brett Bielema. But, yeah, he won't be run out in two years like Coach O was after winning the title. But I'm just saying, you know, I think we're going to get back to hiring the head coaches that are, okay, this is an offensive guru. He's going to call the plays. He's going to, you know, like, kind of like Lane Kiffin. I know he's got Jeff Levy helping call him plays now, but, like, Go with the guy who specializes. Either he's an offensive guy or he's a defensive guy, and he oversees everything on that side of the ball as opposed to, no, I'm just going to defer to my assistants. Well, and that was something that that Auburn folks had to get used to because Gus would go back and forth on like, okay, I'm going to go call plays. Okay, I'm about to get fired, so I'm going to bring an offensive coordinator. I'm going to let him call plays. I'm going to do the CEO thing. And then he'd be like, no, that wasn't working, so I'd go back, back and forth. But he was always an offensive guy. And Harson is an offensive guy, but – it really seems like it's Mike Bobo's offense, and it seems like it's Derek Mason's defense, and, and Harson's just kind of, you know, kind of got a hand in a little bit of a in, in a little bit of everything. And I I think that's the way to go if you can do it. It's just it's just kind of the thing where like, how many good coordinators are out there in any given off season? You know what I mean? It, it, when you get a good coordinator, can you keep them? Can you hang right. on to them? I mean, it's like so often it, it's. You know, like LSU, they they struck gold with Joe Brady. He wasn't even the OC. He was the passing game coordinator. Uh, Steve Insminger was still calling plays, but like, boom, one year of success, that guy's gone. So it's that constant battle of you want good coordinators, you want good names. And maybe Auburn's in a good spot right now with Derek Mason and Mike Bobo. You know, is is a team going to come calling looking for them to be head coaches? And if it is, you know, is it a middle tier? Is it like a a Western Kentucky? If you're Derek Mason, why would you leave – jump back into head coaching at a Western Kentucky when you're in a really good spot as a DC at Auburn. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, coaching stats, it's all about the parts, right? Uh, kind of like your automobile, Chris Gordy. And today's show is brought to you by the best place to get parts for your automobile, rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend more money for the same parts uh, at a chain, uh, a chain storefront or or a, a car dealership, those places just rip you off. RockAuto.com, they're not about that. They are a family business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. doesn't matter who you are. Go check it out yourself. Their web- website is very easy to use, and they've got a ton of options. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right? Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, Reliable low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. I also want to remind our listeners, Zach, and they know this. We've been telling about it all season long. If you have not signed up yet at Bet Online, do yourself a, a, a good service right now and go sign up. They're back and better than ever. They got a new website. Start a basketball season this year. We got plenty of SEC hoops. We got the NBA back, college 
Uh, all the college sports are going to be going on from football to basketball. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all things basketball and football action this season. You can go check out their new website. Uh, you can do it on your mobile device, your desktop, whatever. Sign up today. If you've never signed up before, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They got you covered, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, everything you can think of, they have got it for you with some amazing offers over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we got a few minutes left in, the, in this crossover, Gordy. We, we talked a little bit about LSU and Ole Miss. That's obviously going to be the game that Auburn folks uh, care most about. But what else are you looking for around the conference this weekend? Arkansas taking on Arkansas Pine Bluff. So I, we can throw that one out. But yeah. what, what other matchups are you interested in? Well, let me just say on the, the LSU-Ole Miss is, game is interesting. It's the 2.30, 3.30 Eastern game on, on CBS. Yeah. It's the Arch Manning game. Uh, Arch Manning is going to be in attendance, and they have made this the game where they're going to honor Eli Manning. They're going to retire his jersey. They, they already paid him Manning in the end zones. Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing. <laughs> they're doing this with Arch in the building, putting his name on everything, saying, look what we're doing to your Uncle Eli. We'll do the same thing for you. So that's just something worth keeping an eye on. I, I had a buddy tell me yesterday he had a gut feeling if Arch had to pick a school right now, it would either be Clemson or Texas. So that would keep him out of the SEC. But, you know, Alabama and Georgia are knocking on the door. Um, you know, I think every school in the SEC has at least extended him an offer. So just uh, will be interested to see Arch Manning. I, I don't think he would follow. I don't think he would go to Tennessee. I don't think he would go Ole Miss. I think he would try to get out of the Manning legacy and go create a name for himself. But, of course, we've got a whole other year before that uh, has to be figured out. Um, sure. Yeah, it's kind of a dud weekend in the SEC just because when you look at the, the point spreads, According to Bet Online, the LSU Ole Miss is the closest one. It's, the line is nine. Gross. All the other ones are double digits. Um, Tennessee Alabama is is interesting just from a standpoint. Of, look, everybody's expecting Alabama to, to kill Tennessee. I think it's sixteen straight years of the third Sunday in October. They've been obliterated. Like I don't even know why they still fight for this rivalry anymore. Like it, yeah. we need to get rid of the permanent crossovers. If if Georgia and Auburn still want to play great. If whoever wants to play whoever, great. But the Tennessee out, like Tennessee fans, you're masochists. Like, stop doing this to yourself. And every time I say it to somebody who's a Vol fan, they're like, no, man, it's the history. I mean, I know we're just in a bad rut right now. Yeah, you've been in a bad rut for 16, 16 years. years. Like, like, we got to we gotta cut the cord at some point and be like, when are we going to when are we gonna finally break through a win? But, um, no, I think I think if Hendon Hooker and, and Tennessee can run the ball, like, like we said, Florida and, and – uh, a&M were able to run the ball in Alabama. If they can run the ball, going to need some turnovers and all that, maybe they can keep it close at the half. Maybe some crazy things are, can happen. If it was in Knoxville, maybe a little bit different. Maybe fans are throwing stuff on the on the field again and, you know, things get a little crazy. But with it being in Birmingham, I don't think Tennessee can pull off the upset. Mm-hmm. I just think wonder if maybe they could keep it close. Yeah, the, the bet online line for this, I think, was 25. That seems too low for me. Like, you're telling me Bama's not going to win this by four touchdowns? That's just kind of, I don't know. I thought that was low. I thought that was a low one. Um, South Carolina A&M, like, there's nothing interesting I can pull out of this game. Yeah, I think the only thing is, can A&M keep this up, right? I mean, we've seen two straight weeks. Two straight weeks they get the emotional win over Alabama. They get the dominant win over Missouri last week where they just ran wild with Isaiah Spiller and A-Shane. Um, you know, South Carolina, they're, they're still building. Uh, Shane Beamer's did a nice job in year one, but they're they just don't have the horses yet. 
Um, but, you know, can, can A&M stump their toe? Can Zach Calzada look like ugly Zach Calzada from earlier in the year, throwing interceptions and that sort of thing? So maybe South Carolina could keep it close if, if Calzada's making uh, making mistakes there. But, yeah, I, I think this is one that A&M gets another win in their pocket and they keep on rolling. What's your favorite type of calzone, Gordy? What do you typically get in a calzone? Uh, meatball. Okay. All right. Got to go meatball. Meatball, pepperoni, cheese. Just throw it all in there for me. I'll what eat it. What kind of calzone would calzada be? <laughs> What's one that's yeah. kind of consistent? You know, sometimes yeah. it's good, sometimes it's not. He's like an extra cheese calzone where, like, you know, maybe one day you had bad cheese in there and it just didn't taste right. Or like but it didn't then, melt evenly, like it was kind of yeah. blotchy inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, but then one day, same. One night against Alabama, it just all the spices hit right, and it was just the perfect cheese. So uh-huh. probably the extra cheese. Okay. All right. Hey, Fair enough. Mississippi State is at Vanderbilt. Gross. And- Disgusting. <laughs> Will Rogers has a little shoulder issue, so that's just something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Jack Abraham, their other quarterback, is not even with the program right now. Mike Leach announced so. That one will be one just keep an eye on. Uh, I know Vandy's going to go with Mike Wright at quarterback. Ken Seals, he's got an injury. So it uh, could be a battle of backup quarterbacks. I think Will Rogers is going to try to play through it. But, man, what do you do if, you, if you're if you the air raid offense and your quarterback uh, can't throw? What do you do? <laughs> so, yeah, you, you find another quarterback. I think it's what you do. Is yeah, Mike in the hot seat in your mind? I, I put I, my, One of my bold predictions before the season was that Mike Leach would be fired at the end of the season. I think – He's knocking on the door. I mean, he's three and three. If he finishes six and six, you know, is yeah. that enough to do it? Maybe not because, you know, Mississippi State is uh, maybe not as uh, pressure cooker, I guess, as, as an Auburn or an LSU that might say this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But if he gets this win, he's got four wins. I think they lose to Kentucky. Arkansas is a toss-up. I think they lose at Auburn, even though that was one of my bold predictions before the season that Mississippi you State were back. For some, uh, some tweets that week. <laughs> People have not forgotten that prediction, Gordy. <laughs> they, they'll beat Tennessee State, and then they get Ole Miss in, in the Egg Bowl, which they'll probably lose. So, I don't know. It, it, you know, if they go if if they go south and he goes five and seven, I, I think I think he's definitely on the hot seat and in danger of getting fired this offseason. Gordy, where can Auburn folks go to hear conference-wide analysis every single day? Well, Zach, you just search Locked On SEC wherever you find your podcast. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC football. And, of course, LockedOnSEC.com, great way to find it. Awesome, man. Awesome. And for folks listening to Locked On SEC, if they want some Auburn coverage every single day, Locked On Auburn, wherever you get your podcast. Gordy, appreciate your time as always, man. Let's do this again soon. Absolutely, Zach. I'll come uh, from another ballpark next time. Perfect. Perfect. Zach Blagerby, Chris Gordy, you're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network.